name is Chris. And I'm Holly. Together, we're, we're the, the Friars. A long time ago when we first met, I fell madly in love with this woman. Oh. But she put me in the friend zone for over 20 years. Ugh, sweet Petunia. Eventually, I convinced her to be mine, and now we do our best to put up with each other. Hey! We're best friends who are married and love to talk. And we talk a lot. About absolutely everything. So sit back, have fun. And welcome to Following, following the, the Friars. <laughs> I missed that, that last that, one. Yeah, that last one was a misfire. It was a thud. It was a yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. I got the rest in. Oh my goodness, you were actually Yeehaw. You were swinging hard on that one. You were hitting the fence, swinging for the fences. A little aggressive. Yeah. Getting out. A little hot. A little, uh, some, some, I don't know. Did you have a bad day? Are you a Grumposaurus right now? No, not really. Not at no? all. This is the first night this week. Well, it's only Tuesday that I haven't been in a coma by now, but, uh, right. and we actually remembered today and like, uh, I, don't I know. know the last couple of weeks. It, it, you know, Tuesdays have become, become, uh, there are a little bit, little uh, tougher. Well, Tuesdays have become our busiest day of the week. Yeah, they have. And then we've had things to do. I've taken on in new, the evening. An, an extra student this semester. Well, we and last week was Valentine's Day. We went to dinner. Yes. So had a great time. Got home and and we're just too tired to 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 bother. And then forgot Wednesday morning, and because I lose my days, my days get get gone it all kind of tonight together. we had somewhere to be so it just you know it turned it it just well know. share and with I, our and i was actually um i was actually sitting on the couch just you know about to read a book and then thought i'm forgetting to do something what am i forgetting to do <laughs> oh wait we need to record that's what i'm forgetting to do <laughs> i'm gonna have to like put it on my calendar everything else about my life is on my calendar i'm just gonna have to put it on my calendar as a reoccurring event yeah I don't know why I haven't done that before now, but well, whatever. Well, you know, um, hi, all of you that are listening. Um. <laughs> and we're going to have to episode bank. That just occurred to me. I know. Oh, man. I'll just teach you how to run this, run this machine, and I can call in. <laughs> I'll only be gone for the, the two Tuesdays. Two Tuesdays. Yeah. We can episode bank, or we can do yeah. Or wait. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. We can do a, a, man, a man on the town. Like you can do a play-by-play of, I don't know, that would create, that. we would need a visual for that. Never mind, scratch that. I'll come up with something else. <laughs> Ooh, there's a chicken. Ooh, there's a chicken. Oh, yes, my goodness. That's where I'm at with life. No, I'll le- we could leave it set up somewhere and i can call in and you can just hit record have you met me i can't even get instagram to work correctly for me there's no way i'm going to get all of this set up to work correctly yeah you're probably right i mean it's not that you will cut you will come home and you will find it all out in the yard hanging from a tree yes because you've thrown it up there correct (laughs) yes wow i've gotten very frustrated oh my goodness yeah, it was. Um, we have had uh, we have had a full day today. I was uh, teaching all day. It was rainy. Was it rainy all day? I, I had to yeah, be inside. The the sun peaked out for about forty seven seconds, and then that was yeah, that was it. So yeah, it's been kind of a gloomy day, but the temperature was nice. So 
I could kind of deal with the rain um, because yeah, the, the temperature was nice. I yeah, I don't know what the weather's doing. Perch. I mean, yeah. I, I fully expect everything to be covered in pollen here in the next week or two. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Everything's starting to bloom. My tulips are trying yeah. to poke through, which I'm going to... I'm gonna go put some uh, some yeah. tape around them, uh, markers around them, so that they don't inadvertently get stepped on or cut down. I mean, currently at this very moment, it's still Fat Tuesday, right? At this very in certain moment. parts of the world, yeah, yeah. If you're, yeah, it's still still Fat Tuesday uh, in the U.S. I mean, the right? Mardi Gras. Yeah, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, and it starts Lent. What are you going to give up for Lent? I'm going to give up giving up stuff. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. You'll probably do really well. Well, considering I'm not Catholic, I think that's kind of, <laughs> I mean, I guess I could find something to give up. I don't up, know. You know, there are, yeah. I find that interesting that there's a lot of people who are not Catholic that actually will Celebrate observe. Celebrate Lent. Yeah, they'll, mm-hmm. they will observe giving something up for Lent. Yeah. We, I need to find out, though, why... And I have I have lots of Catholic friends, but this is just not one of those questions I've ever asked. Why do they not eat meat on Friday during Lent? I don't know. So I'm saying I need to ask them. Wait a minute. So you got to give up something that you really like for 40 days, and you don't get to eat meat well, on Friday? I don't know that you have to give up something, but I, that's generally speaking. But yeah, but no, they don't eat meat on like, well, are they allowed to eat fish? Fish, yes. Fish, yes. But not... Is that is that where the Southern Friday fish fry thing comes in? Oh, I have no idea. Is it an old throwback to religion? I Possibly. I have no idea. If any of you listeners know, you should uh, reach out to us. Let well, us let us know I'm the gonna, answer to now this. Now I'm going to have to ask my Catholic friends. I'm going to have to... to uh, Intrude upon their 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 religion and ask them why why don't you eat meat on Friday during Lent? How are you going to preach that? I have friends. I'll just ask. You'll just ask them. Yes, I'll just be I'll just be that person and be like, okay, I don't understand this. Hey, I, since I, you've got soot on your forehead, no, no, <laughs> no, no. But I mean, no. I have friends that it, you know. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to say I was raised Southern Baptist, so we don't. Yeah. That's not a thing that we. Yeah, I the would, first time I ever we saw know the, about. The, the the ash on the forehead thing it like weirded me out. I've never seen that at all. Really? Uh, yeah. Are you sure you're? T- are you sure we're talking about the same religion? At this well, point? maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm. Uh, I mean, are you sure you were even at church? I, I may have been asleep and dreamed the whole thing. I, I may I, have slipped into I'm the matrix. I don't not know. Not saying that you didn't that didn't occur, but well, I mean, now I'm curious. Inquiring minds want to know, so I'm going to have to find that out. I'll get back to you. Well, I mean, we do have the Google Nader right there. Oh, I don't need Google to tell me. I'll have it come right oh, out of a of straight a, from the straight from a cradle Catholic's mouth. There we go. Yes. <laughs> like I said, I know plenty to ask, and they won't be offended. Okay, so now I'm going to change subjects, and it's going to be something that I know you were very, very, very passionate about. Um, I was just watching this report before we started recording. Um, where the the report was talking about and sort of explaining corporate ownership of rental property in America, and I didn't wa- I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. I know, right? I can I can see it all. You can see my blood pressure going. Oh up my gosh! Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But it's so it is believed, or at least by this CNBC report, mm-hmm. that the rental property that is held by corporate entities, mm-hmm. or let me let me back up, large corporations, right? Massive corporate entities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not them specifically. Oh, uh, they own some of it. Yeah. Their subsidiaries own some of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, the but the amount this according to this report is that it's only one percent of the rental market that the rest of it's owned by mom and pop type stuff. I haven't looked at those statistics because, um, well, quite frankly, I haven't had a reason to. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if that is a correct assessment. I would tend to not believe that, but. So, so let me ask you this, like big corporations, they, I would imagine that they're just going to set the rate. It is what it is like for the rental and probably too high, um, you know, creating, I mean, there's like a lot of demand for housing these days. And yes, there's, there's massive amount of high demand for housing. And the, and a huge interest in single family homes, very much. Um, I have very very um, strong feelings on it from a personal perspective. Right. And then as as a real estate agent, um, you know if you've if you have if you have your you know your average person you know like us who you know buys a couple of houses renovates has them as rental property, you know, income producing, building wealth, whatever, there will come a day where those properties will be sold. We'll either get to an age where we wouldn't want to deal with it anymore or someone would come along and make us an offer that was so wonderful that we couldn't say no or there's all kinds of things. In that situation, you know, own rental, rental properties. In the situation of large investors, big conglomerates owning rental property, those properties will never see, will never be sold again on the open market. They will be packaged as a portfolio and sold to another investor and another investor and another investor. Oh, wow. They will never, they will never see the open real estate market again. So... In a market in which there are not enough houses for the buyers who need a house, when an investor buys it up for rental, that is creating a situation in which a person will be a renter for the rest of their life. Yeah. In essence, and this is my personal belief, you know, aside from being a real estate agent, um, the early stages of socialism, you will own nothing and like it. Oh, wow. Now, that's me being extreme, but it's what I see if, you know, because investors prey on circumstances in which a seller needs to quickly get rid of their house and are willing to take just about anything for it to get rid of it, or greed. Oh, They'll offer offer way over asking. Now, that's not happening right now that I've seen with investors, but back when the market was really squirrely and crazy and people were offering over, investors were offering way over banking on seller greed that they would be the the one the seller would choose. They were saying on this report, the average 
the average price. Now, this is all the homes across America. So this includes all of the the little tiny homes that were, or that, you know, or I say tiny, the small price tag homes and then the big price tag homes. The average, national average in 2021, I believe it was, mm-hmm. had shot up to $468,000 a home mm-hmm. for just an average home. I believe it. Nothing too too extravagant. It is amazing to me that homes would be that much. That's a lot of money. For an investor or for a... No, period. Just for anybody. That's a lot of money. Supply and demand. Yeah. Supply and demand. There are more buyers than there are sellers. Millennials are coming to the market. They are the largest population at the moment of home buyers. And they are buying their first homes, starting families, doing all the things, right. you know, that, that once, you know, you hit a certain age, you're going to do, and there's nothing to sell them. So when you have a supply and demand issue, it's going to drive the price. Good point. You know, I mean, I, I totally see it. I, we're beginning I to see multiple offer situations again on Which properties. Is, that's encouraging. It is encouraging, but it's also discouraging because of... It means there's little inventory. Yeah. I mean, and things are beginning to come to the market per usual. I mean, winter months are usually slow for real estate anyway, regardless yeah. of what or the at interest least rates are doing. Well, it's it, just... For, for where we live, for sure. For where we live. Yeah, for where we live. Um, it's, it's usually slow in the wintertime. In general, people are starting to list. I've seen just in the last few days now, does that, more listings coming to the market. Does, does the slowing down in the wintertime, you, do you think that's a result of the spending that occurs during the holidays? Um, Maybe in part. Or, you know, you decorate your house people, and have your family well, come yeah, in. People and, are still buying houses during the holidays and in the winter. But I think generally for a seller, it's, I don't want to deal with people in my house during the holidays. And then winter gets here after the holidays and they decide, well, we want to make some improvements or we want to, you know, make some repairs and do some things so that it's all done when spring comes and the flowers are blooming and the yard's pretty and it'll photograph better. And usually people are, you know, more inclined to start shopping in the spring because they think, well, if we find something, we can close if they have children and they want to wait till school gets out to move. Right. We can close by the time school gets out and everybody's moving in the summer gotcha. versus, versus moving in the middle of right. the winter. And, and two, who wants to move when it's cold? I mean, uh, you don't I really wouldn't. want to move when it's hot either, but that's a little <laughs> At bit, least not in the South. <laughs> right. You know, try to move in early spring when it's still comfortable. But um, so it's just kind of, it's, it's cyclic like that anyway, but, you know, it's been doubly hard. I mean, I have, I have multiple buyers right now and nothing to sell them. And I mean, there are houses on the market, but we've looked at yeah what's there, and it's not going to accommodate their needs. Yeah, are you finding that you you have are are you finding that the tendency right now is for people to at least in our area? Are you finding that the the tendency is to just buy whatever you can get? No, no. So people are holding out for for the they, home that's right. They are holding out. That's good. Um, they are holding out um, because if they don't have to sell to buy, right? They're waiting. They're they're going to a little buy. bit choosier. They're a little choosier, and they you know are going 
to find something to buy and then sell after they purchase. Um, some are in rental situation, like apartment situations yeah. where, you know, they're just renewing their lease and, and, you know, not going to rush into something because that's a big purchase that you don't want to get stuck right. with something you don't like. Yeah. Or well, that you aren't in love with. And you, well, you definitely don't want to be stuck in something you're not in love with, with if the interest rate that you get is a little higher than normal, you know, which it seems like things are kind of normal right now with all that. Mm, I mean, mostly, I mean, we're, you know, I was, I was very much called out and attacked on a, um, a post I put on Instagram a few months ago by people that don't even follow me and that I don't even know. So, uh, because my page is not a democracy, it is in fact a dictatorship. I deleted their comments because I was not going to engage. Good for you. Um, well, yeah, I mean, my my social media pages are not um, a democracy. Anyway, um, but you know, I made reference to you know, regardless of the interest rate, people need a home to live in, and yeah, you build wealth by you know, building equity in a house versus renting. And um, I won't go into all of the the comments that were made that were very negative about, you know, my perception. But, you know, I see it every day. If you're spending $1,500 on apartment rent, unless you just want to live in an apartment, which is okay. If you want to rent, if you want to be a renter, and you don't want the maintenance responsibilities, that is fine. You That's do completely realize it, fine. You do realize that, like, right now we have, there's at least one person listening to our, <laughs> listening to this and going, $1,500 a month? Oh, my goodness, that's expensive. And then there's somebody else, at least one other person listening somewhere else that's going, wow, that's cheap. Wow, that's dirt right, cheap. Right, right. Well, for, you know, for a, a you know, $1,500 for a one or two bedroom apartment, you know, versus that's, you could get a mortgage for less, even when the interest rates like they are. Yeah. Depending on your price point. Now, granted, yeah. if you're buying a million dollar home, we're not, but I mean, if you're getting, you know, 250 or below, yeah. you're, you're probably, you know, and I haven't put the math to it. So somebody out there is going to call me out on not being able to math, but I'm just saying, you know, you can, you can get a mortgage for less than $1,500 a month. So why wouldn't you want to own a home? Yeah. And again, you know, the caveat, there are people out there who prefer to rent because they don't want the maintenance responsibility because you do and, have to maintain a home and that costs money. Yeah. And so that I is, get that. that is an ouchie from time to time. But more often than not, what I'm seeing and what I'm reading and what I'm, you know, experiencing is people want to own a house. They want a yard. They want something that is theirs. Totally agree. Yeah. I think it's the best... I mean, buying homes, it's a, it's a, at least, you know, we have listeners in other countries, but I don't know what, what the process is like in other countries, but in, here in the United States, it's, it feels like you're having your whole life examined. Well, I mean, you <laughs> from have. From top to bottom and inside have, and out. Well, you are, because you have a lender <laughs> taking a risk. Yeah. I mean, they're loaning you money and they're risking, you know, they're 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 hoping, you yeah. Because they're that, in the business they, of making money, that, not in the business of owning real estate. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which is why you know explaining the foreclosure process and how foreclosure works and and why foreclosed properties get listed for the prices that they do 
is something I have explained many times. Yeah. You know, lenders, lenders are not in the business of owning real estate. Yeah. It's that whole process is completely insane to me. What foreclosure? Yeah. Just how long it takes. Well, I mean, I don't know how it is in other states, but in Alabama, it, yeah, in it, Alabama, it, it, it can take a minute. It takes a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it wasn't until and, and then, and then not not that it's happened a whole bunch, but then there's the what do they call it? Uh, right of redemption. Yes, right of redemption, which they shortened here in Alabama to six months. It was a year, but like imagine buying a foreclosed property and then <laughs> three hundred and sixty four days into owning this piece of property, somebody comes in, the previous foreclosed upon owner comes in and makes good on, on everything. Well, and super rare. And I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, that's probably, I won't say it's never happened, but if it's happened, it doesn't happen often because not only do you have to catch up the past due payments, there's interest, there's penalties. And then the person, the third, you know, the third party who bought the property at foreclosure sale has to get their money has back. to get yet. Yeah, they have to be made whole. Yeah. So there's a lot of money yeah. there to be. So, I mean, if, if a foreclosed borrower comes back and tries but, to redeem, they have to have a lot of cash on yeah. hand to do it. But if it's a situation in which the foreclosed upon property you know, it was a very small amount of money. You know, even still, I mean, that could happen. I mm, I doubt it. Yeah, most people. I hate to say it this way. Most people who lose their home in foreclosure are not going to be able to redeem. That's that's probably they have, they a have fair statement. Pro, they have bigger fish to fry than than yeah. redeeming a house. And there's but a it's a it's a it's a process. I mean, just, but like from. The, the start of the foreclosure proceedings and how long that takes. And then, you know, the foreclosure is granted and then it goes through and all the legal paperwork is signed. Then you still got to get the people, people out of the house. Well, sometimes, sometimes they do not voluntarily vacate. And when they don't, I mean, it takes a judicial action in, in Alabama to get them out. I mean, you, you can't. Jesus, you the can't, dog just scared the crap out of yeah, me. I saw that, her jumping in your lap. Yeah, you can't just go in and uh, change the locks. You have to have a court order. So... It, uh, it can get, it can, I worked on a case once, um, the foreclosed borrower had been in the property for six years. Wow. And we were still trying to battle it out to get them out. Six years beyond? Foreclosure, yes. Wow. Yes. Just, like, I'm assuming, like, just living there. They, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, payment free. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. Yeah, for the for our listeners uh, out there, you were a paralegal out of college, then you quit that and went into selling real estate, and then you quit that and went back to being a paralegal. Only you worked for a couple of different law firms that did. I did real estate litigation, title curative, wrongful right. foreclosure work. I yeah. worked. I worked on the other side of real estate. I right. kicked. I kicked you out of your house. Yeah, I didn't sell you one. Yeah, and then <laughs> you quit that and went back to putting people in their homes. Well, I got tired of kicking people out of their home. Yeah, I mean because they're really. I mean, you can tell as with any because I've I've done personal injury work and other other kinds of 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 legal work. 
you can tell the people who are working things to their advantage and the people who just really, really, really have caught a bad break. And you, you yeah. figure that out really, really quickly. So, I mean, there have been circumstances in which I'm, you know, I could tell it was just a sad, sad situation. Right. And it stinks. But, you know, so wow. I got tired of seeing those kinds of situations. Were they uh, starting to be more of the sad situations than there were uh, someone well, being reckless and irresponsible? Well, I wouldn't say more. It's just when you come across the ones that were super sad, it just made doing the job depressing. Yeah. You know, so. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I had kids to feed and college, yeah. college to pay for. So, you know, <laughs> do what you, you got to do. But, uh, yeah. So, so the, yeah, the process is, uh, can get pretty interesting. Can get pretty interesting. So, where did we get the, I'm totally changing the subject. Ooh, but, there's a chicken again. Yeah. Ooh, squirrel. Squirrel. Um, yeah. There's, um, the donuts? The donuts. Where did we get the king cake donuts? Uh, those came from Monita's Bakery. Oh, wow. They are delicious. They are cinnamon flavored. They're almost like a cinnamon roll, but they're a donut. Yeah, with, like a legitimate donut, yeah, cinnamon flavored. Yeah, with cream cheese icing. Uh, and then, of course, the, the... The colored sugar. The colored sugar. And then so. each of them has a baby. Uh, did mm-hmm. we figure out what the deal with the baby is in king bread? In, or not king bread, but the king cake? Google it. Well, I thought whoever finds the baby in the king cake, it was good luck or something. I don't know. Does that mean you get six more weeks of winter or something? I don't know. I have no idea. Speaking of that. (laughs) Chicken! Squirrel! (laughs) Now, speaking of six more weeks of winter. Okay, I just have to say, I have to to complain about this for a minute. I realize Groundhog Day is a thing. Right. I realize, you know, Punxsutawney Phil or whatever sees, doesn't see, but... On the years where they say, oh, we're going to have six more weeks of winter. You guys, if you look at a calendar from February 2nd (laughs) to the first day of spring is approximately six weeks. Always. Always. (laughs) Always. So when they say we're going to have six more weeks of winter, I'm like, well, duh, because look at the calendar. (laughs) You know, early spring, okay, but it's not really. It's just change of temperature. Spring is still going to be when spring is going to be. Oh, yeah. Six weeks. Okay. So what you're saying is rant over. You, so what you're saying is, Punxsutawney Phil is full of it. Well, I'm not gonna say he's full of it, but you know, <laughs> just saying. Just saying. That's uh. I wonder why they chose Phil. They could have gone with any name on planet Earth, and they decided to name that stupid groundhog Phil. Because it rhymes, well, it's not rhymes. There's alliteration with the P's. Only written, Punxsutawney and Phil. Oh, that's true. That's it's, a vis- a- it's a visual thing. It's not a, it's not a verbal thing. Yeah. Um, well, then I don't know. I don't either. Well. I guess the world will never know. We're really not going to know now. I mean, we're, how many days? Uh, What's today, the 21st? 21st. We're <laughs> 19 days past, past the, the whole, a- yeah. Why did we? Why didn't we talk about this nineteen days ago? Nineteen days ago, I don't know because it just hit me when you were talking about king cake. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, I'm gonna have to Google now the whole deal with the baby. the whole the baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, 
How did get, how did we go from real estate to King? I don't know. I looked over. I saw the box of donuts. And the the clouds parted. A beam of sunlight came through the clouds and like illuminated the box. And there were ah, there okay, were angels so, singing. So this is what the Google says. Okay, notice I said the Google. The Google. Um, uh, it says the miniature plastic baby symbolizes baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um. Whom you'll is, meet if you swallow wrong. Oh, you, and it's placed inside of each cake to signify the epiphany. Okay. And the person who gets the slice with the baby is known as the king. And then they are charged with the responsibility of bringing a king cake to the next event. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It also symbolizes luck and prosperity. Okay. My next important question. And I do believe that this is an important question. Yeah. Um, how do you keep this miniature plastic baby from melting while it's cooking in the oven? I don't know. Maybe they shove it in there while the, the cake sho- is cooling. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I've it's never made, I've heat never... resistant plastic, like silica- silicone babies. I don't know. No. Why does it matter? I was just curious. I, don't, I wouldn't I, want to I like. Don't. Our donuts had the baby sitting on the outside, so we didn't. Have I to appreciate worry about that. I don't have to like. Yeah, a, well, I don't have to worry about losing yeah. a tooth. There you go. When I bite down, yeah. I'm just saying. Well, there we go. We've had a, a very enlightening real estate class this evening, and I have uh, so much more I could say on the matter, but. We'll, we'll save just, it for another. We'll day. save it for another show. Well, yeah. you know what this music means. It means we're at the end of another episode. And for our listeners, we thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you spending a little time and listening to us ramble on about anything and everything. And uh, and yeah, that's it. Be kind to one another. Reach out to us. Following the friars at gmail.com or just hashtag following the friars, and you can find us on social media. Bye.